We are surrounded by tempting, junky, high-calorie, delicious foods. And what stops you from giving in and eating just whatever you want, whatever you want? Especially when you see those around you doing the same thing. Eating whatever, whenever. In this episode, the good doctor explains how psychology and biology affect your desire to stick to your plans and what you can do to keep yourself on track when everyone else has given up. Roll the intro! Good morning, everybody. Super exciting. Today's episode of Coffee with Cashy, which has tea in here. Actually, I do have I do have a coffee in here too, but I'm doing tea right now. <clears throat> on on today's fireside chat, we're going to do a little bit of a continuation of the the last discussion we had, where I want to talk about unfairness a little bit. So yesterday we spoke about the these micro conversations that we had with ourselves and giving ourselves permission, and I'm gonna gonna take that and run with it. And so I'm going to present you with a riddle. And the riddle is... Okay, context first. You're deep in your behavior change programming, right? Right. You're deep in your behavior change programming. And you walk into work or get home from work. Your coworkers, your family, your roommates, whatever, whoever. All of them are huddled together. Chowing down on your favorite dessert. was a mistake. Okay, they're chowing down on your favorite dessert. Taking an honest look at the situation, tell me what you think the typical in-your-head responses are when you experience something like that firsthand. I think a lot of times it might be something like, how fun! I want some! Oh, wait. <laughs> well, this sucks. This is like so super totally unfair and stuff. How come they can eat whatever they want? And why do I have to be the one that skips out? What happens next? Resentment builds. Resentment towards the people that are enjoying the treats. Resentment towards the feeling of missing out. Resentment towards Dr. Cashy's stupid dummy head self-awareness mumbo jumbo. So what happens? Ah, screw it! That is, that is my impression of the, the foodgasm. <laughs> right? You say screw it, and then you, you do the thing. You do the thing. <laughs> and fairness, like motivation, is a fickle beast. It comes and leaves as it pleases, at the crummiest of times, and always seems to be directed towards the wrong stuff. It definitely feels unfair when people revel in the vices you enjoy, especially when it's right in front of your face. And although it does feel unfair, there is more to it than that. It's probably not what you think, okay? It is unfair. And tricking yourself into thinking it's anything else is a waste. It's okay to call it like it is. It is okay. That's good. And this is where your internal micro-conversations become important. 
like we already know, we had our little discussion about this and I'll keep bringing it up forever in a day, is that psychology is binary and discrete, relatively speaking, okay? Black and white, right and wrong, good and bad, fair or unfair. Biology, however, is on a continuum. It is obvious you're a psychological creature. You are a biological creature as well. This means that there's a fantastic opportunity to combine both of these things to learn a bit about yourself. Yeah, I, I do agree that, that consciously passing up something you enjoy, especially when it's dangled, it's dangled dangled in front of your face, is super like totally unfair. It is. Being a slave to your impulses, destroying your mood, stifling your progress, going backwards, full-on retardation of your progress, and reinforcing the behaviors that keep you down and hurt you, that's also unfair. <laughs> that's also unfair. <laughs> so here's the fork in the road. Again, the gap between stimulus and response. You strengthen cognitive muscles either way, you just decide if you strengthen the push or the pull. You strengthen the cognitive muscles pulling you closer to your ideal position, or you strengthen the cognitive muscles pushing you away. This is why increasing the space between stimulus and response is important. This is why closing the gap between intention and intervention is important. By being self-aware, you, you buy yourself time to inject logic in a situation where people otherwise act on impulse. And this is something that I will be talking about and you will be seeing over and over. Okay. You position yourself to look into the future. This buys you time, like I said. And only a second or two is plenty. You only need a second or two. So, self, self, whacking, whacking my stuff. Self. Do I care about acting like a silly goose right now? No, self, I don't care about acting like a silly goose right now. Self? Will I care about acting like a silly goose a few minutes from now? Ah, this is important. Because this means that the feeling of acting like a silly goose will either go away in a few minutes, or having already acted like a silly goose, where your brain's going is going to end up changing and it's going to be in a much darker place. Use the term dark relative here. But when you recognize you act like a silly goose, there's all sorts of negative feelings that go along with it, and I think we all know that. <laughs> so that being said, those two extra seconds is enough time to say, yep, I smashed the unfair button now, but if I act like a silly goose, I hate myself. <laughs> and hating myself is more unfair. So when you or anyone else pushes the unfairness button, the desire to break the rules is strong. And there is an inherent understanding in people that breaking rules is wrong, right? Binary decision-making, binary categorization, and discrete, you know, categorization of the way we think about things. Breaking rules is wrong. So if breaking rules is wrong, what happens next? Especially because, like I said, generally speaking, people feel bad when they break rules. Well, you draw upon a phenomenon called cognitive restructuring. 
It's typically used in a therapeutic context, but it still applies here. Where instead of breaking the rules, which makes us feel bad, we just make new temporary rules. <laughs> and by making new rules right now, you give yourself permission to act within the boundaries of those new rules. Typically, making you feel justified in the conscious decision to sabotage yourself. Oh. That in mind, it, it's safe to say that we've all been raised to feel that life should be fair, right? And I'm saying that's a load of crap. Life is unfair, and that is impossible to change. What you can change is how you act when the unfairness button has been pushed, and now it's in your face, breathing down your neck. Okay. It's unfair that some people can do whatever they want and get out scot-free. It's unfair that a promising gymnast becomes wheelchair-bound from an accident. It's unfair when a child's need for food is greater than the food available. It's unfair when some people are 11 out of 10 attractive and live life on easy mode. Why would permanently changing the way you think and act be any fairer? Although, when things do affect you personally, it does increase the annoying factor a little bit. I will give everybody that. Right? I have to remind myself of that too, of course. Again, stimulus, response, your choice lies in the space between. Our goal is to increase that space to be as big as possible. You can dwell on the negativity, FOMO, and unfairness, saying, No, it's unfair. Dr. Cassie's a stupid dummy head. Exhausting yourself until you give in. Or instead of dwelling on negativity, you can embrace the negativity. Instead of saying, No, it's unfair. You can say, yes, it's unfair. It's the way she goes. Forgetting is impossible. Deleting is impossible. The brain can only focus and refocus. There's an overwhelming chance there are people out there that are envious of something you have or envious of something they think you have. See what I mean there? See what I did there? See, see that? Parentheticals there? <laughs> They tell themselves stories about you, just as you tell yourself stories about other people. You have things other people want or think they want, and other people have things you want or you think you want. What is your method of dealing with that? Or is this something you constantly stub your toe on, keeping you from progressing? I have some specific methods for private clients to deal with unfairness. Uh, I'd like you to tell me if you want me to share some of those things with you. And I, I'd like to hear from you guys uh, what sort of tactics you use to deal with unfairness because I'm, I'm always looking to learn as well. So that, that concludes today's Coffee with Cashy rant with my tea-based coffee substitute. Want to continue having coffee with Dr. Cashy? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Cashy is out!